When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo loading up the mercantile. This is the morning sickness. And yes, it rained yesterday. Did you see it? Oh, my Felt God. Felt it? Oh, the weather, they they let us know by driving around in it. I, for, I always forget annually that they all climb in their cars and drive, and then they send a guy to stand the in storm it. Storm teams. There was night. Channel 3, I watched Elliot Polikoff was standing in a parking lot while it rains. I'm telling you what, it is raining, and I am outside in the rain, and everybody's looking at me like I'm an idiot. And I'm like, no, everybody's accurately assessing that you are an idiot. <laughs> so I'm like, this is funny. So I started to flip around from channel to channel. Uh, Channel 15 had a guy standing down on 3rd Avenue in Van Buren. Would you look at this accumulation? And the camera pans down to a, I mean, a small iPhone-sized puddle. This is going to cause problems later in the day as it brings the oil up off the roads. Like that little puddle, if you lose control of your car because of that thing, they were nuts about it. Lose their mind. Arizona black ice. That's what it is. And you hear about it. Like people just... You know, 720 all the way down Van Buren at breakneck speeds and pouring rain. Paul Horton's driving around in that weather machine. There's, if you've got such a great car and it's got like a, that satellite and that weird Waymo thing on top and all those antenna and all sorts of just specifically for weather, why do you need to drive around in rain? Can't that thing like tell you everything you need to know? Yeah, they get it from the National Weather Service. Oh, beyond so. that, beyond the things that Adam Conover told yeah. us last week. Why do you need to get in your car and go, all right, let's go search for the rain? If that's what he kept saying. We're searching for it. Out here in the East Valley, we like they're finding tr- twisters. dried up, and I'm like, hold on a second. You, you always brag about your, the accuracy of that truck you drive around and finding everything you need to know, pinpoint accurate. And now you're just, now you're just tooling around in a Ford trying to figure out where it went. We're in the eye of the storm. I don't know what they're doing, but it was hilarious. All I did was just giggle the entire time at how. These adults were puddle hopping. And the only thing stuff. they didn't do was put a ruler in some of the lakes. Water level's gone oh, yeah. up a they, little bit. They, they will today. They were doing it to puddles. They were measuring puddle uh, accumulation. And I'm like, man, nothing else happened in the world yesterday as far as Arizona's news is concerned. And it might happen again this morning. It was uh, pretty good. We had a major rescue going on. 
I love the rescue story. Because the reason they were climbing that mountain is even better. Get to the top of Camelback, you'll be closer to God. Because they're from the TV show, Good Girls Gone God. Oh, man. That's true. I so, know. Yeah, Have you seen it? The, yeah. uh, I was waiting for film? Black Lady Brady to pop off of that thing. I don't know if you saw the interviews afterwards. Like, ooh, that was my first ever helicopter ride. And I'm like, you idiots. You, you realize that there were 100 firefighters that had to come find them? There were eight stranded at different parts of Camelback Mountain. If you haven't heard, they had a big rescue on Camelback Mountain yesterday because good girls gone God decided they were going to try to hike 1,800 feet and get closer to the Lord Jesus because they used to do crack all the time. And they quit that because God put them on the right path. So they put them on uh, Echo Canyon, evidently, yeah. and didn't help them down. But the one just said, uh, they're going to be all right thanks to the powers of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, all right, you're overdoing it. You're lost. You're an idiot. The one Temperate. I saw there, the giant uh, one-wheel rescue yeah, the, gurney the big wheel. is blown down, and they're cheering for her. Yeah, well, because Jesus Lord found her on a trail that everybody can do. I mean, there had to be people walking past them. They, these broads look like. Seven in the morning they went up, and then five if, hours later they hadn't all made it down yet. And the, and the couple who had is like, we had to activate. And I'm like, what happened to shame and humility? When the cameras come to, t- to, sh- to ask you, how come you were so stupid? Run, hide yourself. At least criminals have the dignity to put something over their heads and walk to the car. Like, these idiots are standing there. I do an interview, and the one's like, yeah, I wasted a bunch of resources in the city, and my first helicopter ride, and I'm like, oh, I'm my a God. reality star. <laughs> yeah, get in the car and zip it. God put you on Camelback Mountain so you can get closer. Pick a bigger mountain, dummies. And they fly and in try from Everest. out of town. Yeah, Just- try Everest. <laughs> That's exactly it. One of the camera guys was, we're going to, and then the one, the quote that was the best was like, we uh, had no idea this was one of the hardest trails in all of Phoenix. This is them. Uh, we did no research. That's well. The ones that I saw were all. Um, I'd have left them there. Very Riverside, California. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have left these broads. Away. I haven't seen the ones that look like Kristen Bell. Those are the three best looking ones. That's it. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, leave them there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matter. And that's the thing. If good girls gone God, hey, use your God to figure out what do you need the firefighters for? How come? How come God didn't supply you with a spring of water or a creek? Lord's going to help us down. No, Phoenix Fire Department's going to help you down, and I hope you have to f- pay for it. Now, do they have the uh, dumb hikers law like they do with the idiots crossing the river? But it has to be like 105 degrees or more. It had so to have been that yesterday, right? Yeah, but they went up at 7 in the morning. So the trails weren't Just closed Just early yet. enough. The trails Aww. aren't closed until it gets over like 105. So they hopped up there at 7. They didn't get done until like 1. But, yeah. Could God, take God, the 7 a.m. God was laughing the entire time. They got closer to God in more ways than one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a couple of them almost met him, which is hilarious. <laughs> and that would have been the goal, right? That would have been a celebration. I don't know what you want to get saved for. Your whole goal is to get closer to him. A couple of them almost went. Yeah. It was her time. You might as well. I don't understand that at all. It's not suicide. It's just like, let's, let's tempt it. I want to meet God. I'm going to climb a mountain on a 105-degree day that I've never climbed before. I'm in no kind of shape to do it, and I want to do it to meet God. Skip bringing water. Why are you trying to save yourself? Just get up there. Collapse on the trail. Whoop, off you go. Say hi to God for me, dumbass. And I love when people say that. With the power of Jesus and the Lord Christ, Almighty God will help us off this hill. Like, why'd you call the fire department? Well, they got to help us off the hill for real, though. God ain't going to do nothing about that. Otherwise, my friends are going to cook. <laughs> They're just going to lay there and rot. You know that, right? Well, God will help them down. Uh-uh. Where was he when you were coming down the first place, dumbass? I gotta find a cave. <laughs> I had to sleep in a cave for over an hour. 
Ooh, I tell you what, Scummy Dick Douglas talked me into this hiking <laughs> thing. I got a bone to pick with that man right now. I would have loved Black Lady Brady in the power. Oh, man. I used to be a good, I used to be a bad girl. I'm bad girl gone God. <laughs> now I'm up on this hill looking for his ass. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help me up this hill. But I ain't getting down this now. I only brought one Aquafina. I got me an Aquafina, by the way. You seen Aquafina's show on the oh, yeah. Oh, she's funny. Aquafina funny. <laughs> okay, Lord Almighty, praise Jesus as we're climbing this hill. Anybody else got some water? Because I'm thirsty as a mother up here. I'm a good girl. Th- I'm a thirsty bad girl gone God. She's wringing out the other girl's shirt to get some water. Just suck some of your sweat out there, Laquisha. I got to have... God damn it, that's salty. I don't think Lord is meant to me for drinking out your armpits, but I'm going to do some more. Cause... Anyhow, I got a piss for the Lord Jesus, because if you do, I'd be the receptacle for that. Put it right in my mouth hole. Ah, it's Thursday. That's what it gets down to. Pee in my mouth. Lord made it so we had Aretha's, and our Aretha's leaked the urine. And I need your Aretha to show me a little respect <laughs> and put that right in my mouth hole because we don't have to go and piss like them Lost Boys of the Sudans. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, we the Lost Boys. Eating our own sh- Drinking our wee-wee. I was dying yesterday. They pulled one. Did it say how high? I wonder how no, many they got to the they top. Got. They did. Well, well not was, all of them. I was on the, no, it was on the way back. Oh, it was. They had okay. a big thing. It was like, Jesus ain't here. We got to get to a big hill. <laughs> And then they're going to climb something bigger. And they're like, Jesus isn't up at the 1,800 <laughs> foot mark. And then so about half of them, three of them made it down. And they're like, at the eight-hour mark, no kidding. They're like, some of them aren't coming back. We should probably call the Lord Jesus. Oh, the fire department, they're actually going to show us something. Fire department has to come out in the middle of the afternoon, full gear, head to toe, droning up and down the hill looking for them. Ooh, there's the Lord's helicopter. No, oh, it's the fire department, dumbass. Are you the spinnies? Oh, they could have put them in the basket. Put me in one of them baskets. I see what you do to people in them. <laughs> they try to spin your organs to the side. It was I. I couldn't stop laughing at how much they were thanking God. Meanwhile, there's three or four firefighters with big wheels toting them down the hill. I'm like, God didn't help you here. This is you thank the Phoenix Fire Department first and foremost. Stop talking. I know you're a crackhead, and you have to remind yourself that the Lord got you off the the the, the dust. But right now, you thank the Phoenix Fire Department because those are the guys who actually saved your ass. And it'll be good exposure for the. Uh, it's an internet very show. Very few that there's, watch it. There's nobody watching. Maybe they'll expect. That. Oh, that's why we don't do that in the bad summer. girls gone god. That right there, I'm not interested because it's basically girls who used to be fun, no longer fun. Bad girls, I'll watch that. Bad girls gone wild, I'll watch that. Bad girls gone god. Unless they're dying on Camelback Mountain, that's the only episode I might click in for. Unless there's a prequel to the show, you know. I'm right. If you've got footage of what yeah. brought you here, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, I used That'd to take be great. They sit in the chair and sell flashback. Oh, oh, oh! I'm having one. Oh, I'm having the vapors. I'm going into a dream sequence. I remember this one time I was holding two dicks. I didn't know whose dicks these was. I had crystal methamphetamine up in my nostrils. And I was eating all sorts of ho-hos and hostess cookies or something. I don't know. But that was, I was bukkake'd. It was insanity. I said, Lord Jesus, if you save me from this bukkake nightmare, I'll climb every mountain. I will swim every sea. I got fired from my job as an urban cultivator, and I turned to drugs. I used to cultivate urbanly. I would uh, grow my crack cocaine out of a Folgers can. That's cultivation of urban. 
Lord Jesus, if you save me from drowning in this bukkake storm, I will swim every sea to your feet, my Lord Jesus. And right now I've got bigger fish to fry. I'm coated in man milks. I'm a, I'm a bad girl. I'm going God. God, it's the worst advertisement for heaven ever is that's who's there. I don't want to go to heaven and hear about that. I used to do crack cocaine and get bukkake, and I found the Lord Christ. This is my friend Hitler. He apologized last minute, too. Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> Climbing Camelback Mountain to get closer to God. That's hilarious. God did one of his, uh, he just slapped his head and was like, haven't you seen the Tower of Babel? <laughs> Read <laughs> right. that well, story. How about this? Uh, taking an airline. <laughs> we, we've done so much more than just, it's so biblical to climb the mountain. Get in a plane. A hot air balloon will get you closer to God. And then just start jumping for him. Maybe his hand will come down like Monty Python, and you can grab hold of a big cartoon finger. He does your nose. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, God just honked my nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, LaQuisha. I got closer to God than you. <laughs> and it's very dangerous because I have a friend whose wife committed suicide because she wanted to meet Jesus. It can be a dangerous thing when you're a bad girl gone God. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. But please, by all means, if you are, keep climbing our bumps. We're going to go over to Mesa and pick at one of their mountains because it's got a bad name. And then we're going to climb Camelback. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Brett, Brett stands outside that thing. Sometimes His favorite, Brett, His favorite bump. Brett treats that mountain out in Mesa with the dirty name like Mecca. He gets on his <laughs> knees. Oh, Lord Jesus, praise this hill. Don't you set foot on that mountain. It's a, it's, it's a holy land. <laughs> Yeah. Bad girl gone God Brady in the center square. Thank God they made it off the mountain in time for the squares. Oh, today, exactly. So, you know. Thank you for doing that midweek instead <laughs> of on a Friday afternoon so we, we could use it today. <laughs> Perfect. Scummy Dick Douglas taught me and my girls group to climb the mountain in the middle of June. I climbed that mountain in June with Josh Blue, the comedian who has uh, cerebral palsy. Right, And it took us four and a half hours, but I had a camelback of water. I had about six bottles of water. Josh had a bunch of water. And we, were, we were fine. We were going to be fine. It took us forever just because he said he was going to be oh. I gotta go. A little early today. A little early, yeah. The last two days. So did she make it to the, the – all week she is now what? We had, uh, we had 602, 604, 603, 554 yesterday, which screwed everything Wow. Up. And then 558 today. The average time is right around 6. Yeah. Starbucks in hand this morning. Score. So, so if you if you count it as all week, Ski Mask has made it Semi at 6 o'clock. Oh, well, I mean, she's pulled into the parking lot right as the show starts. So that's pretty good. That's not bad. KDK, there's a, a little – I have a little uh, a birdie in the uh, building here. I have a few little birdies in the building. Yeah. And uh, sent me a thing from what was it from yesterday? You're like the dude from the Game of Thrones. I, I, his I'm, hands I'm under his little finger. Yeah. Or no, I'm the no. big bald guy. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. That was that was racist. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's what I think, I think what you just did was racist. 
You know racism. I have little birds. <laughs> you did that. Little little bird or whatever his name was. Anyway, uh, so they sent me a thing from the from the ninety three three Facebook page or whatever, and uh, Chris Robinson had done a video on there. And, Which one? Nah, it's been know. on a roll. Lately. It says. Uh, so one of the comments says, "Does Ski Mask approve of these?" Like the videos. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. And one. somebody from the like an uh, admin from the station goes, "I've never been more confused in my life. I don't think ski masks have opinions." And then somebody always goes, "You know, uh, the morning girl that shows up to work uh, fifteen five to ten minutes late every day. They had no idea what they're to. So Katie Kibbe's totally unaware of the fact that they have ski masks running the show over there. Wow, they don't even listen to their own station. No, they, they don't. They don't know what she's saying. They just know that those viral videos are great. Boy, I would love uh, Katie Kibbe to take a hike up Camelback Mountain in, in June. <laughs> that would eliminate a lot of stuff. Anyway, Black Lady Brady, Bad Girl Gone God. I'm gonna climb another bump today. We're gonna go up that Squaw Peak. Woo! <laughs> Otherwise known as Hula Mountain. You know, that's what a squire is. I always thought it was a hen. But that turns out that's a squab. That's a whore hen. That's what them is. That's a weak-ass pigeon. Yeah, so you're right. This one of them street birds. This weak-ass pigeon is a squabs. I'll eat it. Sounds good to me. Enough butter. Anything's good. (laughs) (laughs) But please, by all means, more shows where ladies who have effed up their lives so badly that the only thing they've got left is saying that they're going to climb mountains and try to... God doesn't want to be closer to you. God doesn't... He doesn't want you around. Come on. Climbing mountains, it's just... What, are they going to reach for them once they get up there? Think of how close we are right now. That's the Lord Almighty. You're 1,800 feet closer. I realize that. If you were in Denver, you'd be closer, and you wouldn't have to climb anything. That's called elevation. We have, when we was on crack, we didn't read a lot of books about geography and geology. <laughs> Tomorrow, it's Aisha Mountain. <laughs> Where's Amy? That's A Mountain. That's A Mountain. We're going to climb that, too. But, yeah, we didn't understand that elevation, actually. You go Flagstaff and be closer. <laughs> we just thought, when in Rome. They didn't even make the trip up to, like, Flagstaff, where you're much closer to God with their logic. I mean, imagine you get up to, like, Reno or uh, Denver. Yeah, Denver, oh, yeah. you're practically in his living room. If you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, dying. And the fact the news had to stop all that driving around in the potential rain to go talk to these people. Major rescue. Eight of them. I think I'd rather watch the rain, actually. Not me. Than these idiots. The thing that gets me is I think part of that, too, is all for the show, which is still wasting the time of the... I don't know how much was for... I know that they did it for the show, but they didn't get lost for the show. They were actually... But I do want to say, on behalf of the uh, Bad Girls Gone God... Thanks to the Phoenix Fire and Rescue. Now, I yesterday drove home about, I was probably about 12, maybe a little after, right when all this was going on. And I took the surface streets. And coming off of, uh, it's like Thomas and 48th Street, there's a fire department. They're shooting up 48th Street. I get over to 44th Street. Another couple are shooting up 40th. And I think that's where they were going. They had 100 firefighters. 100 firefighters had to get involved yesterday between helicopters, drones, the big wheel, which I have been uh, privy to seeing in action and it is the coolest assembly of all time <laughs> my uh, friend's dopey wife fell off her bike and chopped her leg up and wouldn't walk it off we were maybe a tenth of a mile from the end of the, the car really yeah. so it, it would happen like right as we started riding and she cut her leg it was bad enough that she, she was got to ride in the big wheel and they rode her down in the big wheel 
And she was mad because the – I will say this, Phoenix Fire Department. We made a call, and I told you there's like one girl here. She's got a cut leg. It's not that bad. They sent like 13 people. There was a ton of firefighters. Well, the, a lot of it hilarious. is for a uh, training opportunity, too. Mm, this one was just to pretty much just f- around and BS with me. <laughs> and that's what happened. Like They're like, hey, uh, I know you. You're Holmberg. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and the next thing you know, my friend's wife is furious because the firefighters – they want a picture. It's like the ones who knew the show wanted a picture with me right there on the trail <laughs> while she's bleeding. But she wasn't bleeding hard. She was fine. She was just scared. We're taking pictures and goofing around and having a great time. I'm like, she didn't cut her leg that bad, did he? Just, now she's uh, she's going to be just fine. I, the, 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 it seems a little excessive. And I'm like, how come you send so many people? And he goes, we didn't know. We didn't know what you guys were we up to. We put a uh, SpongeBob Band-Aid on it and <laughs> sent it on our way. <laughs> it was pretty. It was a, it was a deep cut. <laughs> you know. Not going to minimize that she cut her leg badly, but there was Legit no... Legit cut. I took an uh, old bicycle tube and cut off circulation. I got tied it off just in case. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you've hit me. She goes, I'm losing so much blood. And there was like none. So I'm like, let me just do this tourniquet here. And I was trying to be nice. And she got really mad at me. And then the fire department showed up and was really nice to me. And that she didn't get all the attention. She got really upset. But they, I will say it was excessive, boys and ladies. There were 13 firefighters and three trucks. Yeah. But it was enough neat. There. And then it's they put that crew. big wheel together and hauled her out of there. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So you wonder, but, if, huh? you wonder if they pull up and they go, really, a tenth of a mile? You couldn't walk that off? I could see them oh. walking up the thing from the trailhead. I'm like, they're here. Because I saw the trucks. And I'm like, I could walk back to the car and back to her in like two minutes. It was, it was nothing. We barely – you know where – I, I it's 22nd Street. It's the end yeah. of 22nd Street. You go up this one hill. It's just the street ends and you're on the mountain. And it's we were – visible to the road and i'm like i can carry you no 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 just in case it's broken or shattered and i'm like mm, you're fine she was really worried about the worst injury of all time can you see a bone but i'll be the one that says thanks to the phoenix fire department a for inventing that big wheel which is the coolest thing and b for actually doing the saving yesterday despite hearing that jesus did all the work I, that had to frustrate them to no end 105 degrees 108 even the believers on the fire department would be like shut the f- up god didn't save you i did now get- unless the main firefighter was jesus oh he well yeah oh jesus <laughs> come and see that's all on the name jesus valenzuela jesus valenzuela i thank you so much for saving my crew I don't know who it was, but I just saw a bunch of frustrated dudes in full long sleeves and those big pants and helmets toting these idiots down. More shows about crackheaded morons who believe in the Lord Jesus climbing stuff in the middle of June, please. Now, that's television. That is good TV. I, however, I texted you guys yesterday that Snowflake Mountain is not worth your time, and I got an email from a lady who said, I'm watching it. Got a couple of funny lines. I'm like, it just seems so scripted. Like the, I, I made it through about two minutes. They introduced the people, and I'm like, I'm not going to like this. But I did finally dive into Love on the Spectrum, and I am head over heels for this particular show, which is not only funny for all the reasons I want it to be, which is mocking uh, people who are different, and I love that. That's good TV to me. But it's also heartfelt, so you start to kind of fall for these people. And you realize that all living on the spectrum is is uh, – You've just been given a bad script and you're not a very good actor. It's like if porn stars were living amongst us. Everything they do is delivered like a porn line. There's no real rhyme or reason to the script that they have in their head. And they'll say things like, do you enjoy macaroni? You'd be like, sure, I think it's great. I like owls. <laughs> like, oh my God, who wrote for you? You're the worst writer ever. Their internal writer is all over the map. 
but they start dating, and I think some of it is illegal, and we get to watch. I'm pretty sure some of what I'm watching should be banned by a state illegal legislature. Illegal because of uh, <clears throat> They shouldn't be making decisions. The mental mindset. <laughs> yeah, there should be some decisions that aren't being drinking. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we need to put the tequila down. I like owls. Do you like tequila? Yeah. <laughs> I like getting drunk when my wiener tingles. Like, okay. <laughs> Bicycles are big sometimes. Yes, they are. You're an observational comic. But they then then they start fi- like then you start rooting for them. There's one that reminds uh, us of Ian Campfield. Oh, okay. Because he's got Ian's hair, but he is far gone on the spectrum. There's a little Indian guy, and he, he's my favorite because he's hard to look at. He looks like a uh, he looks like a, a movie horror, like something that would poke up in your nightmares. Like that's his ah, his face is that. Like he's Freddie just showing. Yeah, up he's and- just it's, you couldn't put enough movie makeup on to make a worse looking horror thing like like pennywise he'd live in the sewers but he's at his uh, birthday party and there's a bunch of other people there and this one lady starts to give a speech and he goes okay how long how long are you going to keep talking when are you done talking and because he wanted to say something it's like she had said a few nice words she goes just give me a second okay and it's like what everybody else was thinking like this is going on and on a little heavy uh and then the ian character is just great and then the, the one girl that looks a little like Lacey Chabert. Uh, you'd, you'd do this one. Like, if you were in a bar and she was coming on to you, like, this little firecracker's fun. Like, she's got a lot on her mind. She's talking. She owns her own company. It's pretty good stuff. And you would go probably four or five dates before maybe your buddy Brett rolls over and goes, hey, not for nothing, but I think your girlfriend might be mentally challenged. <laughs> it would take you a while because you'd be booby-blinded by her. She's sort of pretty. So she's an 11 o'clock pickup, not a 2 a.m. pickup? She's an 11. She's okay. an 11, 11, 30. All right. But things aren't going badly. Like, you're at a bar and your friends are like, nice kill. Like if they, Early night tonight, yeah, boys. If they're not listening to the conversation. <laughs> Forks scare me because sometimes I think you can put them in their eyes. What's your favorite animal? <laughs> this chick is nuts. I kind of dig you. You're all over the place. Yeah, you're definitely easy yeah. to miss half the but conversation. You, you could very right. easily just get involved in like, she's just real fun. She's like, I think she probably was a cheerleader. She just has a lot of spunk. You pick out the highlights that you want to hear. Yeah. Owns your own company. They're on a they're on a exactly. It's it's Jason Bateman from Arrested Development. Yeah. Charlize Theron was mentally MRF, which was for the show back in the times in early two thousand we could say it. Mentally retarded female. And she had a thing that said MRF and he said, Who is Mr. F? Oh, that's just a thing. Mr. F. And then somebody had to tell her. She's not the teacher in the kindergarten, she's a student. Is this her? No, that's the that's the one. She's a nice. I like her. She's nice. All right. But she's dating a boy named David. Now, that's the one. Here? Yeah. She's got <laughs> like Asian Lacey Shaber. She's Asian yeah. Asian Mexican Lacey Shaber. That's a bad picture. <laughs> but she uh she is in, she owns her own anime company and I know people are been on this. Yeah, exactly. She's Asian. <laughs> they all own an anime company. It comes with being born Asian. Uh but she's yeah, she's just a firecracker. She gets to talking. I saw your Indian dude. Oh, the Indian dude is—you can't miss him. And then, and then he goes in the middle of it. They're going to set him up with another girl, and they don't know who it is. And he goes, uh, "I don't want to date an Indian girl." And his dad just drops his head. He doesn't, doesn't like those. And then there's another one that looks like if Taylor Swift was poor. <laughs> oh, and then the best one is this old man. That, like as the season progresses, there's this. That Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's Taylor. That's poor Taylor okay. Swift. It's Taylor Swift without money. Okay. okay. She's good. No, no, Brady. They're not that bad. Oh, <laughs> she's actually pretty reasonable. There she is. That's if that's, is that a video. So uh-huh. on the first date with this guy with Solomon, uh, 
Lacey Chabert, Asian Lacey Chabert, just goes, ah, you're so hot. I love you. And the guy goes, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I love you, too. And I'm like, this is where we need someone to step in and stop this from getting out of hand. Now, this date was fantastic. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, Sabad, who looks like he just crawled out of your nightmares, <laughs> but he's super nice, is dating a mentally challenged girl from another TV show. When that was the one that Megan liked about the the their bunch of uh, I don't know how to say it uh, mentally the special and they all try to move out on their own but th- these are the downsy ones these are the really they're downsy they're they're not Is baggers gone wild what do they call <laughs> it's, that? yeah everybody loves bananas I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we called it but that was the one where Megan's like oh my god I love them I want one I'm like this isn't an adoption thing this is, it's, not, it's not a kennel <laughs> on Amazon this Prime. isn't a kennel or an audition. And then lost our home. The best thing was then she asked me the question that I still think is maybe my favorite question ever asked because she didn't ever had never been to that guy. Steve's great, but she goes, "What happened? How how long do they live?" And I said, "I don't know. They go till they're about forty three or so, maybe a little older. Some can go a while. Some die young. They don't last forever." And then she goes, "Then what happens?" Oh, then their bodies turn into soil, and then they're—I don't know—they—they they orbit the Earth once and join <laughs> the fifth dimension. What do you mean? What happens? They die. This dude's the best. Steve is 63. He found out he's uh, on the spectrum two years ago. Oh, man. Otherwise, he's just been a guy who sounds like a children's television host. That's great. Wow. Now, there's a poor Taylor Swift. And poor t- and, and um, I am 32, and I have been single for 32 years. The purpose of a first date there's Ian. is Kenny to get a G. second date. <laughs> My ideal partner would be Lacey somebody who is running another company. Mm, not only we see each other like lovers, but also work partners. Like a helix of a DNA structure. And the bad thing is, some people in my life that I know are too dumb for her. You know what I mean? Like they, like she would she would talk circles around a few of them. And there's uh, Sabad making this kisses. Building too. I got a question to ask you. Oh, no. Okay. I'm not at this yet. He's not going to ask that to Mary. Do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> wow. <laughs> of course. Oh, that is going to be the sloppiest be yes. BJ of all time. <laughs> you it's going to smell like curry <laughs> and runts. You just like make... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just stop. Oh, there's the cackle. Oh, those are the two that fell in love <laughs> with each other. Oh, there's another Powell cat. I can't watch this. You're spoiling it. You're ruining the future. <laughs> Only a few episodes in. I have fallen for love on the spectrum in a way that you can't imagine. I love your close eyes. It's, it's, you know, remember watching The Office when it first came out, how uncomfortable some episodes were, and you almost had to turn it? There's one notorious uh, episode of The Office called The Dinner Party that is so wildly uncomfortable to view. Because of the scenario they've created within that, the characters, that it makes you anxious and you want to turn it. This show has that times 10. There are a few moments where I'm like, please stop. Are they allowed to show this? Stop this. And not because of that, because of their conversations and their behavior and things they say that are just because that's the point of the spectrum. The reason we're watching it is because it's their social cues aren't normal. Their, Their ability to communicate is not on the track of what we consider normal. And the reason it's a TV show is to kind of giggle a little bit at it. Not necessarily, but I love every character, except for that Sabad character. He's going to give me that. Like, it's a tough one. He's a tough one to look at. But uh, poor Taylor Swift would have me fooled at a bar for a little bit. She just seems like a quirky hipster. 
turns out you're dealing with somebody pretty heavily on the spectrum. And then that other one, the Lacey Shea Bear. I, I would be probably putting Lando Lakes on her nipples, and she would say something about owls that would make me go, she might be I'm not sure. <laughs> I would get down to getting her shirt off. And I'm not saying that because she's hot. I'm saying that that's one that would fool you because she's got great big boobs and she dresses nice and she you give her the giggles, makes you feel good. She drinks. That would be my first like problem as a guy. Like she's shooting tequila and having a mai tai. I'm like I I assumed pretty strict rules against that for people on high up on the spectrum. I figured their parents would have been like, no, we're not drinking. We're not going to add inhibition to this. We're not going to add poor decision-making to you. Uh, that's what alcohol is. And her, her aunt that she lives with like, you're nervous for your day? Yes, I'm very nervous about my day. I would very much like to draw something about, I go into, do some animation right now. How about a shot of tequila? Yes, that's, uh, we'll call my nerves. And I'm like, oh, this is a bad, bad thing. It's <laughs> like, go get some. But then there's Steve, who hasn't been able to figure, oh, wow, Brady, you look great today, friend. Anyway, I spent 60 years not understanding how come no one wanted to date me. Turns out, I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> and he dates some lady named Candida, which I always wondered why you named your kid Candida in the first place. That's just... I like how they are on the dating circuit when they are one years old. I've been single for oh, yeah. 32 years. Well, they, don't have, they're, they're, they don't understand timelines. Candida's also a name for a uh, uh, yeast infection. Yeah. And I've met two Candidas in my life. and I've, We worked with one. We worked with a Candida. Oh, really? Yeah, you know that. And I'm like, so the one lady that Steve gets set up, her name's Candida. And he goes, ah, Candida. I like to hear words and play with them. And automatically, when I hear your name, I think candy. And she goes, I go by Candida. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just move on. It's pretty funny. You got to love this show. So much better than that Snowflake Mountains first seven minutes. But I got into love on the spectrum last night. And I frankly never want it to end. I think we should start vaccinating a lot more and make more spectrum kids because this show can't ever. Well, this like, is any, gonna, generations it. will. It. Yeah, good. There's more and more of them. And I want to watch them date. And what I really want, oh, if the, if the bad girls gone God have one prayer in them today that works. Please pray that I get to go to a restaurant this weekend and sit at the table next to one of these Spectrum dates because the conversations were – it was it was a bullet train of words going – like just zigzagging all – it was switchbacks of, of verbiage. It was insanity. I got to have this. It, Remember it, when I – you know, like the first time I went up to that NYT deli? Yeah. Three or four workers? Oh. The same way. You would never know – until all of a sudden yeah. you get to talk to them a little bit and then you can uh, tell they, there's a couple of uh, yeah. candidates that could be on the show that would be I think awesome. I'm pretty good at spotting it. I think I'm pretty darn good at looking and going mm, mildly on it. Like there's a blankness sometimes to the eyes that make you go oh, okay and then the conversation's like oh that was a little odd. I'm pretty good at spotting it. A couple of these yeah you can see it but if you were drinking or at a bar which is where the throw off would be like I didn't think they were supposed to go to bars. Uh, then you're like, you, your assumption is nobody hears on the spectrum that right. badly. Yeah, right? yeah. That's a bar. She's just a little drunk, and drunk it makes her talk, makes her chatty. So you, you could get fooled by that one. The rest of them you know, like, okay, we got a spectrum problem here. we got something going on. I, I'm pretty good spotting. But what you really want to do is go to that NYT deli, Brady, 
and watch one of them get bonered up for the other because that's when the real fun on the spectrum starts. This one starts getting erect. Now, now we got us a TV show. <laughs> well, Candida, I hate to break it to you, but I'm hard as Chinese algebra right now. I, I, I go by Candida. And I don't care if you have it. Let's get it on. And then, and then it's just miserable. You start welling up because Steve goes back after his date and looks dead in the camera and he goes, I'm just crippled by loneliness. Oh, he's 63. Man. He doesn't have much time left. I'm crippled by loneliness. I would just like to share the last part of my life with another person. Wow, that would be amazing. Hopefully it's Candida, the woman named after Thrush. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go home and watch it now. Did he live at home? He He hasn't. No, he's fine. He's on his own. He had a thriving career. Nobody knew what he, he just thought he was a weird guy. Well, everyone had, he was a children's television host. If I ran PBS, he'd be the first person to be like, okay, Steve, you are hosting a, you are great at talking to kids because everything he does sounds like he's talking to children. That's a marvelous idea. I had never thought of that. Thank you for saying that. In fact, what he is is what you're supposed to turn into after couples therapy. You go to couples therapy, you're supposed to say, I appreciate you saying that. I heard exactly what it was, and I'm really happy you did that. Like he says everything you're supposed to, like therapists always say, lay it out. Validate that person, and then let them know that that mattered to you. I heard what you said, and it was wonderful. Thank you for saying that. Like I, Nobody talks like that, but Steve was just the nicest weirdo in the world, but no one wanted to date him. 61, he's like, somebody's like, a friend of his is like, you ever look into that spectrum and stuff? I haven't. Thanks for bringing it up. Why? Why would you <laughs> think that would be? I think, you, I think you're on it. What a marvelous revelation we've had today. Let's go to the doctor. I think after this show, Steve's going to be in Poon Town. Oh, Steve's going to... Mop up some serious spectrum poos. <laughs> I am drowning in spec puss. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it's a rainbow of flavors for old Steve. Thanks for letting me be on the show. I swear to God, my favorite thing's going to fall off my body if I keep it up. Did you know men can catch candida? Because I did. All right. <laughs> 69. Steve. Little Steve. Steve, Steve, please. I'm 63, but I'm just six years away from the big boy. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. You got to watch the show because it is. It not only makes you laugh, uh, it makes you. Re- it, it, it hits all the emotions. You're uncomfortable, you're sad, you're a little bit angry, you're anxious, and then you're like uh, moved. When these uh, challenge people get hard for each other. <laughs> it's moving, Brady. <laughs> it's so much better than a rom-com or a Nora Ephron movie. It's like real. It's real. And they like everything. It's like Ricky Gervais said. It's like maybe they're right. They're never unhappy. They're mentally it's mentally like, challenged seem like people. there's a the yeah. bad day is uh, they never sit and go, oh, able to, to battle that. I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm miserable. Like they're happy about everything. Spectrum's a little different, but man, if you've got a kid on the spectrum and you want to set him up, I'll chaperone because I want to hear the guy. I want to listen. I just want to listen in. I want to cuck some spectrum kids. That's exactly what this show is. <laughs> That's what you're doing. I am a spectrum cuck now. I can't get enough voyeurism into their world. 
and laugh at me all you want and say, oh, you're horrible. I didn't invent the show. It's, it's spectrum cuckery. You're doing it, whoever produced that. Oh, I can't get enough. Anyway, that was my evening. I had good intentions last night. And they with Snowflake? Got, they got, yeah, Look, they you got, woke up with a smile on your oh, face? I woke up laughing at the spectrum, like intended. <laughs> what God intended. That's why those ladies climbed that mountain. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 602-585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's Friday. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.